Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going. I'm John Biggs, your host for a show about failure and success. And I'm joined today by Jill Duffy. She's the author of The Everything Guide to Remote Work. She's a writer, editor, and a speaker. And welcome, Jill. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So obviously the premise is fairly simple. Uh, Horrible things happen to us all, and we just have to figure out how to uh, keep going. So uh, why don't you, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, as a writer, there's a lot of discussions always going on in the writer community about um, what is success? How do you get there? Um, and I think for writers, failure is an ongoing feeling that you have. Um, because if you are a su- successful writer, you have to be pitching, right? So you have to come up with ideas that you want to write and you have to find somebody who's going to publish them for you. And you have to find people who are going to read it. If you're not pitching, if you're not getting your work out there, then you're not getting rejections. So if you're getting rejections, it means that you're trying. But rejection is, of course, like kind of a form of failure. And I, and I think in the writing community, that's, that's like a big discussion. Um, the, the fact that you have to put yourself out there, you have to make the attempt, you have to rack up the failures in order to get to the success. And my take on it when I think about what does success and what does failure mean? And what does it mean in, in like the current age that we're in? I think a lot about how, um, you know, the tech industry has really pushed this idea that we should be failing fast. You know, I, th- I think probably Facebook slash Meta was the first one to, to really kind of harp on that idea. Um, but it's not true for everybody. Like sometimes failure takes a long time. Um, and sometimes failure is consistent. So like, you know, in the example of a writer, you need to be getting those rejections throughout your whole career. Like it, it, it's going to happen over and over and over again. And that's okay. That is part of the process. So I think understanding that you have to not only go through it once or twice, but it is a consistent part of what it means to be a writer or to be successful in a variety of industries. Um, like coming to peace with that, making peace with it is part of what it means to like reach success. So, I mean, so we're, we're coming at this from a, almost an artistic standpoint, right? So, so the, the folks that I've talked to thus far have usually been a founder sort of situation, but I think, I think you could extrapolate a lot of this out to just getting, uh, just getting attention for your work, for your art, for your cartooning, uh, your novel, your nonfiction book, and your basically your freelance piece for, and then you could also extrapolate that out to VC as well, right? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, I you've always got to think about what is the what is the measure of success for yourself. What is mm-hmm. the bar that you want to hit? Um, and and it's hard to celebrate the little successes along the way that show that you're making progress toward that that bigger success. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the same way that a company needs to get investors and get name brand recognition, start marketing themselves, have people buy the product, use the service, whatever it is, you know, there are a million little steps along the way that you can see as either small increments 
as successes or setbacks and failures. And like understanding that they both will happen simultaneously a lot, I think is good. And yeah, so so going back to the, the idea that like failure should be fast, fail fast, move on. Um, it's just not really realistic for most people and most work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there, there's an amount of accepting the failure, trying again, sticking to something, figuring out what's working, what's not working and adjusting, right? Like not giving up on something just because it wasn't a quick success, but figuring out what is worth keeping? What do we keep pushing at? What do we keep trying? And, you know, again, from the writer's point of view, sometimes it's just not a good fit. If you're pitching to the wrong people, the wrong publishers, the wrong publications, you might you might just have a bad fit. It's somebody who at this point in time is not looking for what you have. It doesn't mean your work is bad. It doesn't mean that your work is not going to be successful. It means that you haven't found the right fit yet. So like, yeah, That's part of why I think, yeah, like failing quickly is not is not the best mindset for everybody. Is there an example of that that you've that you uh, experienced? Oh yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think of myself as as being successful in my career in what I've wanted to do. You know, I am not a bestseller. I am not a fiction writer. I haven't written movies. Like I wrote a little book that is in a branded series of books. Um, the everything guide series is, is kind of like the four dummy series. A publisher reached out to me and said, we know that you write about remote work. Would you like to write this book? And I was like, that's great. I would love to have a book. And meanwhile, for like five years before that, I had been pitching a book about productivity. And five, six, seven years ago, when I started that journey, the way that we thought about productivity in the, in the larger cultural context was so different from what we thought about it a year ago or even two years ago. So I was pitching a book this whole time about, um, it was the, the last working title I had was, um, how to do more or not. And how to do more or not did not start out that way. It started out as an idea about how do you give people tips and tricks to be more productive? How do you think about productivity in the short term and the long term? And nobody wants to hear that right now. <laughs> like that is not that is not a selling idea. So the book, I'm still pitching it. It's, it still hasn't gone anywhere, but I've had to like rethink what it is I want to say to people, what would resonate for people right now. And, and I am just still plugging away on that idea. But in the meantime, something else came up and I was like, well, if my goal is to have a book, I should do this book that this publisher has reached out to me and said, Hey, would you write it? That's the, that's the easy win right now. So like, you know, is my other project a failure? I mean, at the moment it it hasn't had any success. I haven't gotten it out there. Um, but that doesn't mean it will be in that in that state forever. Like it may find success or it may be a slow failure. It may be something that I eventually decide this is not the right idea anymore. I should abandon it and go in a different direction entirely with the next book I want to pitch. What, um, what do that's you think okay. Is, yeah. What do you think is going to be that impetus? What do you feel? I think I think a lot of people don't know when to stop, which is also another part of learning learning from these failures like at at what point do you think personally that your productivity book is it 
might be the might be the wrong thing, and there should be something else that you work you might want to work on. The impetus for me would be when I no longer believe in it at all. Okay. So I I still believe in it. I still believe that there's an idea here that works and speaks to people. I think it fits as a book length piece, and I believe in in like having this conversation about productivity and like how do we think about it now? What's the right way to think about you know, being who we want to be because, you know, just because it's, it's not the right time to talk about productivity in the old way that we used to do it doesn't mean that it's not still a good topic or that there's a new way to approach it. So I think, you know, the idea right now is, is so much more about, um, self-care and wellness and your health, but that plays a part into how you get your work done and how you stay productive in your life and, and what you want to accomplish. So I, I don't think I will abandon it entirely until I stop believing that that's a good idea. Hmm. Okay. How do you, uh, how do you build ideas as a writer? I have an ongoing list. So I, I'm a very organized list maker kind of person and I just have a list of ideas and, um, I just jot things down. And when I find myself coming back to the same idea over and over again, that's when I start to explore it. You know, I, so I write a weekly column for pcmag.com that's about organization of productivity with like online digital life. And um, that's because of the pace of it, because it's weekly, that's where I have to have the most ideas coming in all the time. So, you know, one thing that, that really helps me with idea generation is reading widely and not just reading online. So. Um, I like to tell other writers this too, that if you only read online, it means you're going out and seeking out the things that you want to read or that people in your circle are pushing things at you that you might want to read. So it's kind of limiting. Whereas if you get a subscription to a magazine, you're going to have unexpected ideas pop up in front of your face, however however frequently that magazine comes out. And I think that's a really good way to keep fresh ideas coming because you're not just seeking out the kind of content that you think you will like. You're having unexpected things come your way. So, you know, read magazines, read a newspaper, but don't just, you know, wait for the story to fall in your lap. Go read, you know, explore the sections of the newspaper, whether it's online or a physical newspaper. Um, get yourself in front of ideas or people or reading material that isn't what you would normally just seek out. How did you how did you deal with rejection early on? What was what was your was there a best practice or did you just kind of kind of just drive past it? Yeah. There's an amount of just plowing through, I think. Um I will say, you know, early in my career, I did not come from a background of writers. I did not come from people who worked, you know, office jobs. I did not go to a prestigious school that had great internships. So at the very early part of my career, all I wanted to do was just work in publishing in some way. And I was like, whatever anybody will let me do, I will do it. Do you want me to copy edit? Do you want me to learn how to use a layout program and you know do InDesign? I will do whatever anybody wants as long as I can get my foot in the door. And like the idea was let me have that little success and I'll figure out what's next once I get there. And, and I, I think I've kind of had that attitude really my whole life is like, 
things aren't always going to land in your lap. And when they do, like, hey, that's an amazing win. But the rest of the time, you just got to like figure out where can I have a success? Where can I get that foot in the door? Where can I make one step improvements? Um, and, and then just work with what you've got. So I don't know, for me, it's been, it's been less a focus on the rejection and the failure and, and more of a strategizing of like, what can I do with what I have? Where can I open another door? How can I nudge my foot in that, in that next door? And then kind of shifting what I think I can do based on what, what the opportunities are at the moment. Does that make sense? I think so. So I, so let's, we're, 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 so we're talking about writers. It, it, there might be an introverted lot. They might be a little less, a little less, uh, keen on, uh, sort of the network idea, idea that you're kind of, rec- you're kind of suggesting here. Is there, is there something that, that has helped you on that front as well in terms of reaching out in terms of just being proactive in terms of, uh, yeah. in terms of saying to an editor, Hey, I got this great idea. Yeah. I, a little bit, I think, um, it's funny that you mentioned being an, an introvert. I consider myself like an extreme introvert. I really, I like, I stay home a lot. I don't mix with people in the physical world that much. Um, but I found in the last few years that I am more of a connector than I give myself credit for. So I, t- I tend to hang on to those, you know, they might call them weak ties, you know, like people you were an acquaintance sure, with, sure, somebody sure. that you met once at a, at a mixer or whatever. Um, I tend to be really good at remembering person A is into video game development, person B wants to get into video game development. Oh, let me connect them. And I think I think that's allowed me to kind of like stay on the radar for for really weird, strange <laughs> opportunities that sometimes eventually come up, you know, like just meeting somebody one time, but then doing something valuable for them later on by connecting them to another person. Um, I, I, I kind of think of my network now as being really strong in that sense, even though I'm not especially extroverted. Um, and online writers are so, so willing to share with other writers what they've done, who they know, what's the best resource for finding, you know, a list of publishers who are accepting new material or new pitches. So I think online where people who are who are introverted might feel more comfortable interacting there are just amazing groups of people who are so 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 willing to help that's great yeah i think that's i think that's an excellent point i think just that aspect of of networking you don't have to go to a you don't have to go to a cocktail party you basically just kind of have to find somebody like you jill and and say hey i want to write a story for pc mag who should i talk to uh, and I think that's always that's always been my my mission when it comes to writing, just trying to make sure that that everybody gets a gets a chance at the table, which I think is vital. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, another thing that I do that I don't, you know, I'm not looking for payoff immediately. You know, sometimes I'm I just want people to know that they're doing good work and I'm interested in what they're doing. You know, so there there are some writers online that I follow on Twitter. I don't know them. I've never I've never even taken the steps to like introduce myself to them. But if I see that they put out consistent interesting work, I'll retweet their articles and say so and so has been doing an amazing job covering X. Everybody should read their work. Right? And like maybe further down the line if I want to develop a relationship with that person, they will have me 
in their background. They will have me in their purview somewhere. They might remember my name, you know, and it's not that I'm looking for that eventual payoff, but it's like, I certainly want to help people in any way that I can. And there's always, always, always a possibility that later down the line, like there will be some synergy. We will work together. I will introduce them to somebody. They will introduce me to somebody. So I, I think just like keeping in mind, like sharing that positive positivity and being helpful to people in your space or in your industry, um, it really can have like unexpected consequences that are super positive. Well, hopefully we can use this podcast to 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 slingshot your productivity a book into uh, into the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Jill, thank you for joining us. Uh, folks can get your book online uh, and all booksellers, right? The Everything Guide to Remote Work. Yep, anywhere you buy books. And you're on PC Mag Weekly talking about uh, productivity. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm always on Twitter at Jill E Duffy. Yep. Perfect. This has been Keep Going. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Feather so cool.